Well, good morning. Welcome to day 14 of our 50 days of transformation. Notice some of you noticing we got rid of the ashtray, okay? We got rid of the ashtray, big controversy in the church. Now we have a new uh, iPad holder. I'm sure you all noticed that, right? Yes. So is today is the day, what day is today? Day what? Day 14. Day 14 of 50 days of transformation in which we're letting God to truly transform our lives because, say it with me, Easter changes everything. Say it with me. Easter changes everything. Easter is not just a one-day out-of-the-week event in which we sing songs about the resurrection. Easter has the power to radically change every dimension of our lives, from our health to our wealth, from our minds to our emotions. And today we want to talk about our mental health. Because God is far more concerned and interested in changing our minds than He is our circumstances. Now, I know some of you don't like that statement. Because, let's be honest, what do we, and I put myself with you, what do we do all the time? We pray all the time asking God to do what? Change our circumstances, right? I mean, that, isn't that what we do? We pray and we say, oh God, please, 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 God, take away all my problems. Take away all my pain. God, please, 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 take away all my sorrow. Take away all my sadness. God, please, 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 take away all my sickness. Take away all my suffering. And God says, yeah, I know that's important to you. And it's important to me. But what's really important to me is what's happening in you. I'm far more interested in changing your thinking and changing your character than in changing your circumstances. I'm trying to use your circumstances to sift you, to transform you into a new creation, a better creation, a better person. You see, God is far more interested in changing our minds and changing our character, and transforming our thinking than he is our circumstances. And the Apostle Paul, he put it this way. This is our memory verse for this week. And I'm sure everybody's memorizing the verse, right? I mean, I got a Chipotle gift card for those that are memorizing your verses today. A little motivation back into Sunday school, right? A little motivation there. So let's read this verse together. This is our memory verse for the week. It says what? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Don't copy the behavior. Don't copy the habits, the practices of the world. Let God change you. See, the only way to truly change your life is to change the way you think. I need to change the way I think because my thoughts control my behavior. Every single action always begins with a what? A thought. We think it before we ever do it. Now that could be good or that could be bad. It just depends what you're thinking, right? And generally speaking, before we do something really good, you usually have you thought about it long and hard. And usually, generally speaking, when you do something bad, you think about it short and sweet, right? If you thought about it long and hard, you wouldn't have bought it. You wouldn't have done it, right? 
And this basically is the key to raising teenagers. This is free. This is an add-on right there. Everybody has the nightmare. Not the nightmare. It's a lot of fun too, but the challenges. Let's use the right word, right? Of raising teenagers. This is the key. It's teaching them to do what? To think long and hard before they do something. It's called impulse control. Can you say that with me? Impulse control. Now, some of us as adults, if we're honest, we still struggle with this impulse control thing, don't we? We have a hard time controlling our impulses. You know, we feel we need to say something, even though we shouldn't say it, but we say it anyways. Why? Because we can't control the impulse. I think I need to say it. I feel like I need to say it. We shouldn't say it, but we say it. Impulse control. We might have the same problem, impulse control, when it comes to our appetites, like food. You ever notice a little baby, a little, little baby, all they do, everything, they want to grab everything and do what with it? Stick it in their mouth. And some of us adults, we're just the same way. We see dark chocolate, and we just want to grab it and stick it in our mouth. Impulse control. We just have no control. We see dark chocolate, we just got to stick it in our mouth. Some of us struggle with impulse control when it comes to money or alcohol or sex. We have a hard time saying no to our impulses. Some of us need to mentally grow up. We need to learn how to behave as an adult, to honor God with our life and our character by saying no to our impulses. How do we do that? We learn to change the way we think. Proverbs 14.23 says, Be careful how you think. This verse is so good. Be careful how you think. Your life is, what's the word? Read it with me. Shaped by your thoughts. Our thoughts shape our lives. Say it together. Our thoughts shape our lives. See, when you were young, your your thoughts were largely influenced by those in authority over you, those that you respected, your parents, your siblings. And if they thought, and if they used words, and if they told you you were stupid, you thought you were stupid. And if they told you you were not worth anything, and you're worthless, and you're not going to amount to anything, you begin to listen to those thoughts. And over time, you begin to believe those thoughts. And now as an adult, you're stuck. You still have those thoughts in your head. Our thoughts shape our lives. Our beliefs determine our behavior. That's why it's so important to know what you believe because your beliefs determine your behavior. And it doesn't matter if your belief is true or not. If you believe it to be true, it has shaped your life. Our beliefs determine our behavior. And so now you're an adult. And you still think you're stupid. You still think you're incompetent or whatever it is. And it's not true. It's not true. You're not stupid. You are competent. But this is the lie that you believe. And this lie is shaping your life. Years later, you're still acting. And you're still living on false information. My thoughts control my behavior and we're transformed by changing the way we think now that's not easy to do changes isn't easy to do you know why change is not easy to do because we would rather believe lies than accept truth and we stay stuck in life and we don't go forward in life because we go through life believing the lies that we were told earlier in life or the lies we're being told today rather than changing our thoughts 
you know, as a result of preparing for this message, I decided I want to do a series of messages called The Lies We Believe. The lies we believe about ourselves, the lies we believe about marriage, the lies we believe about life. Because so often these lies, they are holding us captive. We're stuck because my thoughts control my behavior. I need to change the way I think, number two, because my thoughts can destroy my life. In our mind is this great battle that's going on. It's going on all the time, right? The battle versus good versus bad. Good versus not so good. Good versus evil. And we have this battle. When we win or lose the battle, it's always in our mind. You see, temptation always starts in our minds. Now, we want to think that temptation happens outside of us because if temptation happens outside of us, then it's not our fault. It's not our fault that I, you know, I got involved with that girl, I mean, that woman, and I'm married. Been married for 30-some years, by the way. Um, it's, it's not my fault because, you know what, she was hot. I mean, she was just so hot that I had no control. It's not my fault. We think temptation always happens outside of ourselves. Temptation always starts inside of ourselves. It starts in our minds. It's in our thoughts. Temptation always happens between our ears. Can you say it with me? Temptation always happens between our ears. We are responsible for it. We always think about sin before we ever do it. Now, let me be clear here. Temptation itself is not sin, but it leads to sin. That's why Jesus taught so carefully. He said, be careful what you lust after, because your thoughts have the power to make you or to destroy your life. Be careful. The Apostle Paul explained this battle in the book of Romans. In Romans chapter 7 and chapter 8, you might want to go home today and dive into that chapter. Incredible chapter, hard chapter to understand. But in Romans chapter 7, beginning with verse 21, Paul talking about this battle, and this battle going on inside of him, he says this, he says, man, I love God's law. Paul is saying, I love God's principles and God's teaching. I love the Bible, man. I I love it. I love it with what? All my heart. Man, I love it. I'm committed to it. But, there's always a but, right? There's this another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave, makes me captive to the sin that's still within me. Have you ever been mentally fatigued? Can I see your hands? Why why are we mentally fatigued? We're tired because of this battle going on all the time in our mind. Mentally fatigued, this battle going on with our thoughts. You see, Satan wants to control us by controlling your mind. If Satan can control your mind, he can destroy your life. An unmanaged mind leads to temptation. A managed mind leads to triumph. An unmanaged mind leads to tension. A managed mind leads to tranquility. An unmanaged mind leads to pressure. A managed mind leads to peace. An unmanaged mind leads to conflict. A managed mind leads to confidence. An unmanaged mind leads to stress. A managed mind leads to strength, security, serenity. Paul says, I've got this battle going on in my mind. And then in Romans chapter 8, he tells us the secret to winning the battle. 
the battle that we all face. In Romans chapter 8, verse 6, he says this, verse 5, he says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to, what's the word? Death. Giving in. Letting your impulses control you. It ends in destruction. Death is separation, separation from life. It ends in chaos. So letting your sinful mind, your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the who? The what? Letting the Holy Spirit control your mind leads to peace and life. So what does it look like to let the Holy Spirit control our minds? Three daily habits for a healthy mind. That's what I want us to see today. Three daily habits for a healthy mind. Three things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life so that you can live and have a healthy mind. Number one is this. I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts. Can you say that with me? I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts. I think we're all familiar with this statement. You know, you are what you eat, right? We've heard that before. And if you eat junk food, you feel like junk. You know, and over time it's going to seriously damage our bodies. But what do we do? We eat junk food anyways, right? And it's the accumulation of so much C-RAP, you know, C-R-A-P, over time, junk, that wears down the body, that clogs our arteries, that leads to our demise and bad health and death. You are what you eat. But a more important, a truer statement than that, you are what you think. You are what you think. I need to daily feed my mind truthful thoughts, not lies. Positive thoughts, not negative thoughts. Good thoughts, not garbage. Garbage in, garbage out. We need to start our day with God. We need to start our day with God's truth, not with Bad Morning America or ESPN. We need to start our morning with God. Jesus put it this way. Jesus was in a time of testing and preparation to serve God. Satan comes to him, and Jesus says this in Matthew 4, 4. He says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus is speaking against Satan, who is the God of lies, the God of deception. Satan is trying to tempt Jesus to to act independent of his father, to eat some food, but that's not God's will for his life right now. Jesus is fasting, preparing himself for ministry. And so Jesus quotes from the good book, the good book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 3, which says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Jesus is saying, you know, it's better to obey God's word and live by the truth of scriptures than to satisfy human desires. I need the word of God. I need the truth of scripture. I need to daily read my Bible. I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts. We renew our mind. We change the way we think by daily reading scriptures, by developing this habit of taking the Word of God and reading it and studying it and memorizing it. David said this. He said, I rise, what time? I rise early. How early? Before the sun's up. 
That's early. If you're not on daylight savings time, it's early, I should say. And what, do I, what does David do? He says, I cry out for help. You know what that is? That's what you call prayer. I cry out for help. And then what does he do? I put my hope in your word. And David, throughout the Psalms, he had this spiritual discipline that he would start his morning by acknowledging his humanness, by crying out to God for help, and then he would read the word. He would read the truth. He would read the scriptures. He would put his hope in God's word. Do you start your day with hope or with despair? That's why we're doing this 50 days of transformation. That's what this is all about. It's trying to help us to develop the spiritual habit to read the scriptures daily for 50 days to transform our minds. And I challenge you, you know, we sold 350, 380, I don't know how many of these books. And I challenge you, if you're behind right now, tomorrow is day 15. For this week, read, get up every morning 15 minutes earlier and see what it does for your life. Get up 15 minutes earlier, read that passage of scripture, and then journal down your thoughts. See what it does for you. Without a doubt in my mind, learning the spiritual discipline of daily reading the scripture has without a doubt, it is a keystone habit in my life that's had a cascading effect over all areas of my life. It is the number one spiritual discipline and practice that has transformed my life more than anything else. Because when I get up and I get by myself and I'm alone and it's dark and I read the word of God, I see myself. I see my fallings. I see my shortcomings. It helps me. It gives me self-awareness. The Holy Spirit comes and takes and uses it and works through it and does incredible things. And I'm a better father. I'm a better pastor. I'm a better husband. I'm a better human being. Because I've developed this spiritual habit that David did that Jesus did that Paul did feeding myself the word of God David said oh how I love your instruction man I think about it all day long I I take it with me I read it in the morning and I take it with me I praise you Lord for being my God even in the darkest night darkest night in the midst of the valley this is so true your teachings fill my mind And I've been in the valley. And God just shows up with hope because we put our hope in the scriptures. David was constantly feeding his mind truthful thoughts. So even in the valleys, there was peace and there was purpose and there was hope. David said, the the wicked hide along the way to kill me. Get this, I will quietly keep my mind on your law. People are trying to kill me. He wasn't exaggerating. They were. But yet he had peace because he kept his mind on God's word. See, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He's called the spirit of truth. And he lives inside of the believer. And he takes the word of God and he brings it to mind. But the problem is some of you, you're not giving the Holy Spirit anything to work with. You're not reading your Bibles. You're not memorizing scripture. There's just nothing there. You know, and he's a spirit of truth, and he wants to bring the truth. He wants to bring God's truth to mind to help you during times and opportunities and struggles. But nothing's there. You need to develop this habit of reading truth, spiritual truth, every day of your life. I put my hope in your word. So I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts, and then I need to free my mind of bad thoughts. Can we say that together? I need to... 
free my mind of... Now, some of you aren't saying it. Maybe you want to keep hold on to your bad thoughts. That's fine. But probably, like me, you need to be liberated. Your mind needs to be released. You need to be set free from destructive thought patterns that are holding you captive. You see, the truth is we're all prisoners to some extent by our past. Our past, our past experiences are holding us back. And I, I alluded to this earlier as a child, maybe even as an adult. People say things about you that are not true. They're simply not true. But it doesn't matter if it's not true. If you believe it to be true, it's already having a, a negative impact on your life. It is holding you captive because you believe it to be true. We're being held captive by the lies we believe. So what do we do? How do you unstick or unstuck, whatever the word should be, our minds? This is what Paul told the church of Corinth. Paul said this, a little difficult past to understand. Uh, in 2 Corinthians, he says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. What's he talking about here? Who is he talking about? He's talking about God. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The weapons we use to fight is different than the weapons of the world. We use the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have the power to demolish, what's the word? Strongholds. We demolish arguments and every uh, pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take, what's the word? Captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Paul is talking about the spiritual battle that's going on in his mind and how we have this divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, what's a stronghold? What is a stronghold? A stronghold is the spiritual lies that we believe to be true. I meet with people all the time. They'll say, you know, Dr. Ray, I just don't feel that God loves me. God doesn't love me. And I just want to look at him and say, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's a spiritual stronghold that you're believing and holding on to. And you need to take that thought captive to the teachings of Jesus Christ. That's a lie. Oh, God, God could not forgive me for what I've done. That's a spiritual stronghold. That's a lie. I'm not pretty enough or strong enough for someone to love me. That's a lie. I know better than God what will make me happy. That's a lie. That's a spiritual stronghold in your life. I should do what I want to do, what I think is best, not what God wants me to do. That's a lie. That's a spiritual stronghold. If I just made a little more money, then I would be happy. That's a lie. Happiness is never going to be found outside yourself. That is a lie. That's a spiritual lie. I'll never amount to anything. I can't forgive that person for what they've done. You know what that is? That's a lie. God says, Jesus says, we're supposed to forgive people 70 times 7. That's a spiritual stronghold in your life. So how do you break free from these strongholds? It says in verse 5, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Take captive 
means to capture, means to, to conquer, means to subdue, it means to defeat. So how do we subdue it? How do we capture it and conquer it? It says by, by making it obedient to Christ, by putting it under the authority of Christ. You take your negative bad thought and you place it under, you place that thought under the teachings of Christ. You subdue it. You bring that thought into submission to the truth. You need to learn to talk back to your thoughts. I know some people might think you're crazy, but just go ahead and do it. You need to learn not to listen to yourself, but to talk to yourself. You talk to any great athlete, you talk to any Olympic runner, you talk to any marathon runner, and they have learned not to listen to themselves and not to listen to their body, but they have learned to talk to themselves and tell themselves what they're going to do. And you're in a spiritual battle because you continue to believe these spiritual lies. And you need to call it what it is. You need to take it captive. You need to call it what it is, a lie from the pit of hell. Satan is a liar that wants to deceive you. He wants to take you captive. You need to rebuke him in the name of Jesus Christ. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. David said it this way. I have made up my mind to obey your law, the Bible, forever, no matter what. I'm taking every thought and I'm making it captive to the teachings of God's word. That's the truth in my life, not what I've been told, not what I think, not what I feel. It's God, it's the Holy Spirit and what he teaches. So I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts I need to free my mind of bad thoughts. And number three, I need to focus my mind on good thoughts. Good thoughts. You know, I, I pastored my first church at the age of 21. Got married at 20, um, turned 21, was in seminary, and I pastored my first church. It was an exciting experience. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, and people would come see me for pastoral counseling. And often, most often, they were double and even triple my age. You know, that just shows you how desperate they were, right? And, you know, I mean, it really would. And, and what I did, I would simply try to help them to identify their struggle and then refocus that struggle in the light of Scripture. So if they came and they identified that they were having a struggle with worry, I would say, listen, you know what you need to do? You need to memorize Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Take that thought of worry, make it submissive, capture it, make it submissive to the teaching of Christ. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus says, focus on today's problems. You have enough problems today. You don't need to worry about tomorrow's problems. You worry about tomorrow's problems and you get in tomorrow. If they were discouraged, I would tell them, why don't you memorize Psalms 43.5? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God and I will praise Him again. My Savior and my God. Focus on the size of our God, not the size of your problem. If they were fearful, I'd say, man, take Isaiah 27, 1. Put it to memory. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I mean, if God's on my side, what do I need to be afraid of? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You replace your bad thoughts 
with the good thoughts of Scripture. And that picture they showed a minute ago, if you can bring it back up, if you have that picture again, guys. Uh, that, that picture when I was nice and thin, and I'm working on it. I'm going to get back there, not maybe quite that far. I was really thin. Um, but that picture was just like yesterday, right, when I was in college. This was my Bible in that picture. This was the Bible I had when I was in college. And it is the King Jimmy, the King James. It's the Thompson Chain reference. I got my reference things right there, man. This is a cool Bible. And this thing, honestly, in truth, I've been carrying around this one. It is heavy. It is big and heavy, so if someone doesn't believe it, you can just beat them. Knock them over the head. And, and this was my Bible, and honest and truthfully, in the back of the Bible, there I had it written down, worry, there's the verse, um, comfort, danger, death, difficulty, discouragement, fear, faith, loneliness, peace of mind, persecution, provision, sickness, temptation, guilt. Had it all written down, this is my cheat sheet. They thought I was real spiritual. You know, I'd look in the back and say, you need to memorize. You know, I gave away my secrets, okay? And, um, and it worked. That church was transformed. I mean, it was amazing. It was incredible. It was one of the great experiences of my life, the way that church grew and life took place and life change took place as people simply took the word of God and began to focus on it. The Apostle Paul puts it this way. Philippians 4.8 Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. I'm sure you've heard that old cliche, you become what you think about the most. You heard it? You become what you think about the most. You know the best thing you can think about and put your focus on is Jesus Christ. Think about Jesus Think about Jesus throughout your day. Think about his life. Think about his love. Think about his character and his integrity. Think about Jesus. And the more you think about Jesus, the more you will become like Jesus. You see, man, I need to feed my mind truthful thoughts. I need to free my mind of bad thoughts, destructive thoughts. And I need to focus my mind on good thoughts. I need to focus on Jesus Christ Every day of my life because Easter changes everything. Jesus changes everything. He wants to transform our lives. If we'll look to Him. Can we bow our heads in prayer? Can you right now with your your head bowed, can you focus right now on the greatest teacher who ever lived? the most profound leader who ever existed. Can you focus on Christ? Think about Him. If you haven't right now, maybe this very hour you need to invite Him into your life. Right now you need to pray just a simple prayer like this. God, I acknowledge I'm unworthy. God, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I make bad choices and I listen to the flesh. And God, I believe that you loved me enough that you sent your very own son to die for my my sins. And right now, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone to save me of my sins. Come into my life. God, come into my life. Transform me. Bring your Holy Spirit into my life that he might transform my mind into a new creation, into a new person.
Others of you this morning, your, your negative thoughts are controlling and destroying your life. Right now, you need to bring every thought captive. You need to bring it into, the, into submission to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Can you pray and say, God, God, help me to make my thoughts obedient to you. Can you join me in praying and saying, God, I want to live by your truth, not by lies. Help me to feed my mind truthful thoughts. God, help me to feed my mind truthful thoughts. Help me to begin my day by reading your word. God, we thank, we are so grateful, we are so thankful that you've given us your spirit to live inside of us, to bring your word to light, to give us truth and hope and purpose and peace, to transform us. God, help us, help us to renew our minds. God, help us to allow you and to work with you to say no to these lies that we believe and to allow the truth of Christ and his teachings to truly transform our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.